Yes, people, it is time for a jumbo, and I mean a jumbo edition of Echo Chamber this week. We have got, man, we've got four parts. Yeah, it, it's that big. We've got four parts, people. In part one, we take a look at a few films, and then the next three, we've got interviews, right? So, um, yeah, so it's a great time to be around. You feel me, people? You feel me? But as we do, we're going to start off with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 25th to the 27th of uh, November. At number 10, it's a, um, you know, what I mean, it's a theater production on the big screen. So it's a Christmas carol. A ghost story. Mark Gatiss, you know what I mean? He's starring in it. At number nine, we have Lyle, Lyle Crocodile. This is from directors Josh Gordon and Will Speck, written by Will Davis, adapted from the comics of Bernard Wabar. Constance Wu, Javier Bardem, Scoot McNeary, Brett Gelman, Sean Mendes, you know what I mean? All adding their voices to the piece. So at number eight, it is a living. Right? So this is um, from Oliver Hermanus, right? Adapted by Kazui Ishigura, uh, starring Bill Nye, Amy Lou Wood, Alex Sharp, Adrian Rawlings, Herbert Burton. Oliver Chris and more. So that means at number seven this week, it is Black Adam. Okay, so Jame Colitzera directs Adam Schutzkull, Rory Haynes, and Sharab Nushavani um, write the piece. Dwayne Johnson, Viola Davis, Sarah Shashi, Pierce Bronson, Adius Hodge, yummy, all doing their thing in the piece. Okay. So at number six, it is the new film from Luca Gadagino, right? It's Bones and All, written by David Kagarich, right? Adapted from the book. By Camille DeAngelis. Okay. So that means it's time for the top five. At number five, people, is The Menu, the new film from Mark Mylod, written by Will Tracy and Seth Reese's. Anna Taylor Johnson, Ralph Fiennes, Nicholas Holt, Janet Mateer. John Leguizamo, Amy Carrero, all star in the piece. At number four is the new film from from Maria Schrader, written by Rebecca Lewinsky. It is She Said. Okay. And this one stars Carrie Mulligan, Zoe Kazan, Patricia Clarkson, 
Adrian Bruger, Jennifer Elk, you know what I mean? Ashley Judd, Samantha Moulton. Okay, so at number three this week, the new Disney joint, Strange World. Okay, so uh, yeah, it is from Don Hall, written by Quay Nugent. With a voice cast, Jake Gillenhill, Dennis Quaid, Gabriel Lu- Union, Lucy Liu, Jabuki Young White. You know what I mean? So at number two this week, I mean, it is, I feel it's a holiday, right? But it's Black Panther Wakanda Forever, right? Ryan Coogler back. He also co-writes the film with Joe Robert Cole. And we've got Angela Bassett, Danny Garcia, Letitia Wright, Lapita Nagungo, Tennis Hurta, Lake Bell, Martin Freeman, Michaela, Michaela Cole, Dominic Vaughan, Winston Duke, Richard Skiff. Oh my days. It's a it's a tremendous cast. And I hopefully will be seeing it real soon. So number one this week. It is Matilda, the musical, the film adaptation. I know, it's a weird one. It's a weird one, but yeah. Instead of doing the book, they did the music. You know. Um, So this is actually, it's a theoretical, it's a bit theoretical, it's a theater run, right? (laughs) Before it hits Netflix in later this month. Okay, so it is... Directed by Matthew Warbus, written by Dennis Kelly, starring Aisha Weir, Lashana Lynch, Stephen Graham, Andrea Riceborough, Emma Thompson, and obviously, people, it's an adaptation of the Ronald Dahl book. Okay, which then was adapted into a musical, and then they adapted the musical to make the film. There we go. Woo! Okay, now we are done with that. Let's get into our films in part one. So buckle up, people. Let's get it popping, shall we? Okay, people, let's get things popping with a new signature joint. It is Mistletoe Ranch. It's a Christmas movie, people. Okay, people, so, right, is that, is that time of year? It's now December. So the Christmas films are really coming at us. And... Yeah, Signature sent me through a new joint called Mistletoe Ranch, okay? It is directed by Rhiannon Bannenberg, written by Claire J. Harris. Uh, The film is produced by Steve Jaggi. Uh, It is executive produced, right, by Stephanie Slack. Compton Ross, uh, James Huntsman, Phil Hunt, 
Lionel Hicks and Lisa Gutberlet. It is associate produced by Stephanie Lefevier um, and Sophie Tilson. It is co-produced by Kylie Pascoe and Kelly Sonhing. And it is line produced by Elizabeth Simons. Um, Angela Little and Rose Mackenzie Pettison handled the music. Tony O'Loughlin is our cinematographer. Ahmed Halimi uh, edits the film. Casting is Ben Parkinson. Daniela Rigby handles production design. Set decoration is Neil Mitchell. And um, Stephanie Bannenberg um, handles the costume design. So, uh, yes. Um, hair and makeup is Sitka Stokes, Natalie Stanfield, Cameron Smith, Talia Johnson, Georgie Hughes, and Mariah Graveson, and our cast. Well, we have got Amy Tremblay, played by Mercy Cornwall, James Hunt, played by Geordie Webster, um, James's daughter, Juniper, is played by Molly B. Wright, um, his mother, Sienna, is played by Kimberly Joseph. His ex-wife, Sage, is played by Ellie Popov. Um, his friend, mentor, Charlie, is played by Charles Allen. Uh, we've got Micah, played by Trent Owen Owers. Right, I think he's a uh, he works on the on the uh, ranch. Um, there's um, Amy's mother Molly, played by Holly Attard. Um, her do 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 do. Oh, <laughs> there's Ivy, right? Played by Andrea Moore. Uh, they're our main people. Her her friend and work colleague, I forget his name. I, I feel we did get the name. It's not listed. But he's played by Stephen Cragg, right? Yeah. And the gist of the film is this. Amy, a young professional photographer whose job is it is to follow boss Gustav, a world-famous photographer himself, as the holidays approach, Amy receives notice that her family's traditional Christmas celebrations are under threat. Do, do, do. Yes. So there it is. Um, yeah, it's... Huh, like, we, we start off, right? And we've got a young Amy and a young James in the woods and everything having fun, all of this. She's taking some photos. He proposes, right? And they seem all happy. Then we jump forward 
eight years, right? Eight years. So you know some stuff has gone down because now we're in the city, right? Amy's on a photo shoot. Gustav hasn't showed up, so obviously she saves the day, right? And then we find out that this is... Uh, you know, something that has happened numerous times, right? It's just like, you know where this is going, right? From jump, you kind of be like, okay, right, 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 right. She then is, you know, it's just before Christmas and she's, they're talking, she's talking about plans with Gustav's personal assistant, right? And, um, He's encouraging her to go out on her own. She's just like, oh, but I, oh, I don't, uh. you know, it's all one of them ones. Then some letters get given. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah, I got my post. And you're thinking, mm. like, just that alone is a bit odd, right? It's a bit odd. But she's all fuming because she's got notice that the, the Christmas party has been cancelled. So then... We, but she's like, oh, I've got no time to go home for Christmas. Then suddenly she's home, <laughs> right? She's suddenly home. And you're like, well, what? You, hmm, what's happening here? Because suppose he had no time. He had no time for fake ones. Hit the freestyle with the real ones. <laughs> but, right, no time to suddenly she's got their time, because we just now have her on the ranch doing stuff and blah, 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 blah. But, right, it, it, it's like, it's one of them films, like, I feel, if you like a Lifetime movie, right, you know the ones, people, if that's your jam, then this will be you, right? This is what Mistletoe Ranch is. It is is for the lifetime movie crew, right? It, it's it's all it's all that because it's one of those stories that it could have been cleared up in the first few minutes. <laughs> it's a fucking conversation, right? So come like these people are morons. Do you know what I mean? Like the characters are stupid. Right, there's a reason the Christmas party's been cancelled. But instead of being like, oh, I wonder what's happening, it's just, you know, it's one of those ones like, how dare you do this thing? Oh, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, then some, then, you know, the, the, the real story comes out and it's like, oh, ooh, ooh. Right, but then, Instead of being like, okay, so how do we? It's just like, oh, we'll still throw the party. And you're just like, Oy. oh my gosh. Right? It, it's, you understand what they're trying to do, right? They're, they're trying to be like, um, oh, well, you know, Christmas is about this and it's not about that and blah, blah, blah. But the rub is, there's so many elements that you can't, because they're just like, oh, Molly's mum used to do, Molly's mum, Molly's mum's been dead for, I think, three years, right? And so it's just like, okay, if that's the case, then what's been going down? 
right? There's no real explanation to really why the ranch is in trouble. You know, was it in a bad way when Molly's mum was still there? Ah, like, but it's like um, you have people going, "Oh, this is the first time I've ever cooked a cake before," and it's just like, but why? Right, like, who was, you know, we know that James's mum was supposedly putting on these Christmas parties in the previous years, but it's just like, wait, on her own? Like, no one's doing this shit just on their jades, right? So, obviously, people have been, you know, just helped Molly's mum put it all together, but it's just like, who was doing that? Because that's the thing, like, there's no one else around type of thing. It's just like, this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do And you're just like, wait, whoa, 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 where's all the other components? Like, we don't really see any other young people in the place. Don't see them. Even at the end, in the party scenes, it's not really any other young people there. There's definitely no more kids, <laughs> right? And you're just like, wait, what the fuck is going <laughs> You know, it's like... um. When you watch those soaps, right? There's, I just remember, like, um, there's things like EastEnders and Coronation Street over in the UK, which are terrible, terrible. But as a kid, you'd watch them because your parents would watch them. And there's a few young people, right? Just a few, like two or three. But whenever one of them's got a party going on, it's just like, oh, it's my sixth birthday party. Can I have a party? And it's just like, yeah, we'll put you on a big party. There's never any young kids at the party. It's just all the other people that the parents know and hang out with. All the other characters. And you're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's the young people? <laughs> like, what's happened? And that's what this is, right? There's no other young people. So you're just like, okay, so what's James been doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's he been doing with, like, all this time? while Amy's been off doing photography. You know, it's just these weird things. We never really understand who Charlie is because Charlie's always there. And yes, he's meant to, he was the previous manager of the ranch before James took over, but, right? But, because you think, is he, is he James's dad? Like, I don't know, I don't know. So it's, a, it's just a weird, it's just weird. And you have Amy talking, going, oh, yes, this means, like, this place means the world to me and blah, blah, blah. But she's never been back. Yes, her mum died. But, right? There's all this other stuff. And you're just like, hey, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, the, the, the house has been empty for three years, right, since her last visit. There's no dust in the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's no dust, dirt, nothing. Nothing. Right? It's when we see them out on the ranch doing the things at the end of the day, never dirty. No one's ever dirty. <laughs> you just like, wait, how? Right? How? She doesn't recognize the horse. I right? suppose she had a childhood horse, doesn't recognize it, but remembers the words to a song. And you're just like, that may, like, no, I'm not, like, it makes no sense. There's a load of things here that makes no sense. They, they get the daughter to do a solo for the choir. The daughter can't sing for shit. Daughter can't sing for shit. And you're wondering, 
surely, right? One of the other people in the choir, they'd want to do it. Like, that's some crazy nepotism. You know what I mean? Because James's mum runs the choir. Okay? So it's like, and now she gets her granddaughter to do it. It's just like, yo, what's happening? Listen, kid actors, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. But, yeah, like, is you know, you don't want to... Because sometimes I feel it's not maybe the kid, it's the direction they're getting, but it's not great, right? There's a lot of relationships that you feel, there feels like there's nothing there. I will say, though, at towards the end, right, there's a scene where um, James and Amy are playing the piano. Then there's another scene when they're dancing, in the, like those scenes, actually, you you felt something. There was something. It felt like there was something there. In the rest of the film, not really much. But it's you know when someone's like, oh, that person. Oh, they're a recluse. No one can ever find that person. As soon as that gets said in a film, you know that person is going to show up. And you know who that person is because they, they will show up in numerous places. But people are like, who is that stranger? You know what I mean? We get that. And then the whole, the whole ending is just, what? <laughs> right? Because it's like this ridiculous offer is made. And I say this ridiculous offer. Right. There's there's no real. It's just like how you like that's a crazy decision to make when you don't know someone and oh, you saw a few photos and you're saying this shit. It's like, but that's been made. But then it's just like, oh, I might turn it down. I'm going to leave. And then you get the, you know, typical. But and it's like, OK. And you're just like. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Essentially, this film is just these motherfuckers actually taught everything would have been sorted out. That's what that is. It, it's, you know. But as I said, listen, it's a lifetime movie, right? It wasn't made for me, it was made for those lifetime fans, you know? So, yeah, if that is you, then I'm sure that, yeah, you will jam to this, right? I'm sure you'll be like, oh, my God, it meant so much, right? It, it's just holiday and just all of them ones, right? That That's what this is, you know? Those, you know, the, the, the New Yorker falls in love with an English prince. You know what I mean? It, it's one of them stories that are just like, oh, no, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> but if that's your jam, which is fine, that is absolutely fine. You don't have to like sci-fi and crazy action. and No, no, no. It's all gravy, people. But, yeah, if this is your jam, then Mistletoe Ranch is the film for you, okay? Enjoy. Oh, 
Okay, people, now it's time for the first of our Netflix joints. It is My Name is Vendetta. Right. So, people, My Name is Vendetta is a new Italian film on Netflix. It is directed by Cosimo Gomez who also co-writes the film along with Andrea Nobil and Sandron Daziri. The film is produced by Igino Straffi and Alexandro Uzi. It is executive produced by Roberto Amaroso and line produced by Andrea Grazani. Music is from Gregory Giamapa and Marta Lusheshini. Uh, cinematography is Vittorio Omedi Zorini. Alicerio Dogalin edits the film. Casting is Guglia Apollini. Art direction, Maurizio Di Clement. Uh, costume design is Daniela Cicinio. Um, whew, yeah. We have got in the cast, okay, Santo is played by... Alessandro Gazman. His daughter Sophia is played by Gen Genev Genevra Francesconi. His wife Ingrid is played by Sinja Dix. Um, there's also Ferrario. Played by Gabriel Falsetta and Goralista, played by Marco Borrerio. Um, also, yeah, it's one of those terrible IMD listings without all the real information. So, um, also, people, Alessio Practico. Um, Marcelo Mazzarella and Remo Girone are also starring in the film. The gist is this. After old enemies kills his family, a former mafia enforcer and his feisty daughter flee to Milan where they hide out while plotting their revenge. Um... Yeah, I mean, there's stuff about that, right? Firstly, the fleeing to Milan, <laughs> like, everyone knows they're going to Milan, right? It, it's not, you know, a thing where it's just like, oh, if we go here, no. Going to Milan because that's where the big bad is, right? So it's not really fleeing. And the whole feisty daughter, I feel that's, an issue in this film, right? Because it's, it's one of those things where people confuse what things mean 
right? Because say she's feisty, but all they just have a shouting, right? We we open up with um, uh, which you know she's playing ice hockey, and it's like someone tackles her, well trips her up, and then she gets up and gets in their face, but there's no punches thrown. Right, is is you know when you're out, right? When you're younger, maybe, and you've you know gone out, or maybe you've gone for some drinks, whatever, whatever. And there's that person that's like, "What? What? Do you want something? Do you want some? Do you? Do you fucking want?" And will get in your face, but won't throw a punch or anything like that. Won't push you, and because they want you to start it, right? So then they can be like, "Oh, I was just defending them," right? That's what she is. That it's the it's the fucking barking, but with no bite, right? I don't think that's to me. That's not feisty. That's I mean, it's dumb as shit. It's not feisty. So you have that. There's a scene where she's like, "Duh, what are we do?" And she starts destroying everything like ripping down shelving and stuff like that and it's just like what the fuck she's not a little kid you know what I mean so I think she's meant to be I think 17 something like that so it's just like some of the behavior is just come on now really really you know but that is saying that's feisty. Yeah, I don't think that's feisty, you know. But yeah, if you've got this guy, he's in the mafia, and you know he's decided to leave. Decided, you know, he left, and now he's lying low. He's got a family. He's happy, but it's all like I don't want my picture online. Which fair, I have plenty of people that are like. Yeah, no pictures. Don't put that picture on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, you know, which is fair, you know. And um, obviously, the daughter doesn't listen, takes a picture. Now, everything that happens is technically her fault, right? Technically her fault. It's another bit where she's told not to do a thing. Obviously, she does the thing, right? Which results in some bad, bad things. Her fault, right? But <laughs> I think there's only one point where she's just like, oh, I probably shouldn't have put them. That's like, no, you didn't do a bad, you didn't do anything wrong. It's just like, yeah, you did. You did. You, you know. You were asked not to do a thing and you did it anyway. There's, yes, you had no idea that it would lead to mafia coming after you. But someone has been like, I, I'd rather not have my picture online, okay? And you decided to go against that. Mm, it's kind of shitty. It's kind of shitty. And also, she's old enough to know that it is shitty. You know what I mean? But it's it's this big thing, right? So, yes, now these people are after him. It looks like there have been some measures put in place in case something happens. But still, 
there's things that aren't there, which are just like, whoa, how the fuck have you got passports but not any first aid kits? <laughs> right? It's just like the simple things that you would kind of assume someone in that field would have these things. You know what I mean? It, it just seems common sense, right? Right? But mm, not so much, it would seem. Not so much. Which is kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Now, I think some issues with the film might be down to translation. Because now, or might just be down to me, right? Because I just thought some of the, the language used between the father and daughter was a little weird. Right? Like some of the things he would say to her. I was just like, man, that seems weird. Right? I don't know. Like my darling sounds a bit odd. I kind of feel that might just be me though. Right? But again, it's, I think sometimes, look, you know, I, I deal with dubbing because obviously seeing subtitles is an issue. But there's sometimes when when they dub that they don't get the inflict mm. Whew. God damn it. Man, words can be hard to come by at times. But inflection, right? Don't get inflections right. So people just say things in a one tone. And you're like, oh, well. That comes out real weird, but obviously you kind of feel it's probably I don't think it was written like that, right? And yeah, so they get those things wrong, which can fuck with the flow of a film, you know. There's definitely bits and bobs that there's a lot of things that you know you think if people are coming after someone, right? You're 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 covering all exits, right? Or you're approaching in this manner. You're not just rushing in. And there seems to be a lot of rushing. A lot of rushing here. Which makes for action, for sure. But story-wise, doesn't necessarily make any sense. You know? We get a bit in the office when the, the, the son has got two prostitutes. Not really needed. Right? Didn't need to see the girl naked. Just seemed like an odd choice for the film because it's not like it's full of nudity and you know it's it's that kind of you know so it seemed a bit of an odd one. The fights were fine, though you kind of feel that wouldn't someone in that profession they be better shots, right? There was that some people just terrible shots, you know, and. This whole kill or be killed thing, fine. But he's, like, showing the daughter, be like, oh, this is what you do. It's just like, okay. <laughs> no one's going to learn with just a, a couple of minutes tutorial. That's not going to do, because she's a little girl. It's not like she's huge, or she's, like, she ain't, it doesn't really look like she's been working out. Now, looks healthy, looks, you know, in shape, but 
a little girl going up against a grown man, right? The, you know what I mean? If she's been lifting weights and like there's straight definition, right? You'd be like, oh yeah, she looks strong. Didn't look strong. So it, yeah, there'd be problems. There'd be problems. And th there's this one scene where we see her do a thing. You, you don't quite buy it, right? Just for that fact. But they're playing on some kind of Leon situation here, kind of, you know, the film Extreme, right? So, yeah, I think if you like Extreme, if you liked um, The Takeover, possibly, um, gosh, Lesson Plan, right, from last week, if they're your jams, then... My name is Vendetta is probably going to be your bag. You're probably going to enjoy it. Okay. So it's on Netflix. Go have some fun. It's, it's, you won't need to think about it. It's just one of those late night or today. I just want to zone out type of thing. It's one of them films. Okay. So there you go, people. My name is Vendetta. Okay, and our second Netflix joint this week is Troll. Okay, people, so just checked out the new Netflix flick. Netflix flick? Yeah. Uh, Troll, right? It's a Norwegian film directed by Raw Uthag, who co-wrote it with Esben Ukan uh, producing the film. Okay, we have got do 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 um Espen Horn um Kristan Strand Sinkund. Uh, executive producing is Velsmui Rud Zuet, Harold Zuet, um, Raw Uthag, um, Espen Sandberg, Tim King. Um, also, there is line producing San Glizel um, with Jasmina Torbati and Jenny Victoria Jam also uh, helping out. Johannes Riggen handled the music, Jallo Faber, cinematography. Christopher He and Jens Peder Hetzberg edited the film. Ingrid Leichelest Stumshag did the casting. Koja handled production design. Villas Vangagas art direction. Karen Fabritius Graham. Handled uh, costume design. Um, 
hair and makeup and all of that jazz is Tanita Aram, Vilid Udgad Belkin, Liv Becker Kundunson, Ingrid Opdal, Dot Pedersen, and Michael Wallen, and our cast. Well, Nora Tiderman is played by Ian Marie Willman. Um, her father, Tobias, is played by Gard B. Idsvold. Um, so we also have. Hmm. Ah, yes. The young Nora is played by Ameli Olving Salzvik. Uh, there is um, Anders Isken, who is an aide to the Prime Minister. He's played by Kim Fallock. His best friend Sigrid is played by Caroline Victoria Slettered Gavagang. Um, she also works in the Prime Minister's office, kind of. Um, doo -doo -doo. The Prime Minister... Is man, when everything is written in kind of Dutch, it's very difficult. Um, I think the Prime Minister is played by hold on, actually, I think this might be an easier way to do it. Yes, do 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 is an Anek von der Leep. Right, that's the Prime Minister. Minister of Defence, Friedrich Markerson, is played by Fridjof Sahom. Um, Chief of Defence, General Savi Lund, is played by Dennis Dunhoy. Um, we've got Amir, who's played by Yusuf Tush Ibra. Um, there is Captain Christopher Holm, played by Mads Sigurd Pettersson. Um, hmm. Ah, yes. Chief of Court Ricard Sinding, played by Bajam Hidid. Uh, Dr. David Second is played by Billy Campbell. Um, I think that's probably the, mo the all the people you need to know because I'm just going to keep on butchering names. Okay, gist of the film is this. Deep inside the mountain of Dove. Dove? Dove, yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. Norway, something gigantic awakens after being trapped 
for a thousand years, destroying everything in its path. The creature is fast approaching the capital of Norway, Oslo, with city dweller struggling to stop something they thought existed only in Norwegian folklore. Bum, bum, So, I, you know, I've definitely been looking forward to this one, right? Just like the poster is a couple of people climbing a mountain and then this eye of a troll, right? Which doesn't happen in the film. I mean, we've got Nor climbing the mountain, but as a kid, but yeah, there's no troll awakening. So the poster is a little deceiving, but. Yeah, I'm all about folklore and mythology and all of that jazz, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I was definitely looking forward to it. And we kind of start off, like, it, it's <laughs> starts off with um, Nora's a little kid with her dad, right? Which is all good. That's fine. That's fine. But the, dad, the, the dad's, like, to her... Um, because he's the because you know there's an old supposedly old Norwegian legend that these mountain range is really trolls that got caught out in the sun, which then doesn't really explain what happens at the end, right? Because I mean it's that thing in you know the Hobbit, right, where Bilbo you know keeps the the trolls talking and they turn into stone, right? Which is essentially saying what happened with these mountains. So the stone doesn't kill you, it just turns you into stone. The sun doesn't kill you, it turns you into stone, right? And he's just like, ah, dad, you don't be foolish, they're not real. He's like, oh, if you look at them, you're not looking at them properly, look at them the right way. And then she's looking at him, he's like, not with your eyes, with your heart. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> because if that is you mean just your barometer? <laughs> like, if you look at anything, like when you look at clouds, you'd be like, that's a cloud. Hold on. If I uh, squint, it's a sheep, right? This is like, you, you can say that with anything. If you look at it in the right way, you will see, but you will see what you kind of want to see. You know what I mean? So that I thought that was a little like, oh, okay, okay. I mean, it's fine. But yeah, dude, that just made me laugh. Um, then we jump forward. Uh, I think it's 30 years. It's 20 or 30 years. Right now, she's older. Doesn't really talk to her. Well, doesn't talk to her dad at all, right? There's an estrangement, which not overly surprising. Right, that is usually how these kind of films go, right? So we have all of this. Now, she's a paleontologist now, right? Archaeologist, looks for bones, dinosaur bones, all of that jazz, which is fine. But we have a dig. So we see this dig. Everyone's like looking and and guys come and he's like, where's Nora? And they're like, oh, she started digging somewhere else. So he goes over 
And he's just like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you doing? She's just like, look, I, I believe that this is where we're going to find. And the, the shovel hits and it's just like, <gasps> and obviously they dig up some. And it, it, that irritated me. Ain't going to lie. Because I'm just like, firstly, as you're talking, she suddenly discovered, I'm just like, ah, you know what I mean? You've got all of these people on this dig. Now, if you have it, they're all digging in the same place and someone uncut, fine, fine, fine. But to be like, oh, yeah, she had this instinct and she went here and then she did. And it's just like, ah, it's so just easy, right? It's just like, right, we're going to build up her to be the best and blah, 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 and these instincts and blah, blah, when it's, that's not really the case with this shit. Right, it is. Look, you just dig and see what the fuck happens. It, it's, it's just too, and especially when they're talking, going, I don't think you're gonna find boom. Oh, look, we found it. You know, it is kind of lazy, kind of lazy, right? So, there's that. Now, while all this is going on, they're building a road, they're building a tunnel, so they're going through a mountain, people are protesting, and they set explosives, blow up, and that's what disturbs the troll, so we have this troll, right, causing havoc, the prime minister has assembled the brightest people, and they're like, oh, we need, we need someone that might know what, what this is. So they get her. And it is never explained why a paleontologist. It makes no sense, right? When, when you're looking at bones, this isn't bones. This is a real thing. Right? The, you, you think of all the people like you would get someone who's um, like a zoologist, but there's those zoologists that lo are looking for exotic beings, you know, animals that we thought were exin ex exinct, extinct, 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 <laughs> like, how is it I can't pronounce a fucking word, Jesus Christ, Ugh. anyway, you know what I mean, there's people that do that shit, that's the kind of person you're looking for, you you're going to call in, not a fucking paleon, like, it's not explained, it makes no sense, right, it's just, why even make her that, if this is where you want this to, like, why make her that, I have no clue, that may, it, it, it's bizarre, it's fucking bizarre, but we go and get her, and then they just do the thing that they always do, again, with these type of films, right, so you call in this supposed expert in the field who's just like, why am I, oh, you know, it's never, it's just a helicopter turns up and it's like, come with us. You know, guards come out with guns. It's like, come with us. And it's just like, wait, what, what am I doing? I just, it's just like, you're, you're, we're not a liberty to say. And they get met by someone. It's just like, what's going on? Oh, you'll know when you're in the room. Which is just like, Really? Really? You know what I mean? I'm sure as soon as you're in a helicopter, you're getting briefed. You know, an overview at least. It's, I, I just do not believe 
it is how because this makes no sense, right? And then you have the person starting to get indignant, going, Oh, I don't know why I'm here. Oh, what the fuck's going? Oh, everyone just heard me say that. Oh, and then they're in the room, and it's just like then they're getting all, you know, I mean, spicy. And it's just like, oh, well, oh, you're stupid. You're stupid. Oh, I know what's going on. Right? And it's just like, do we always have to play it like this? You know what I mean? Do we always? It, it's just over top. It's silly. It's stupid. I just don't buy it. I kind of feel most of the time these people, and I've been around these people, right? Researchers, scientists, they're not necessarily like confrontational, you know what I mean? And and so it's like, I'll buy that they're all having this, bring this attitude to the room and they're being disrespectful. They'll just be like, um, okay, from my professional uh, point of view, I, I kind of feel that what we're seeing here is, um, you know what I mean? I, yeah, it's just, it's silly. It's silly. And I don't, I just don't think we have to always resort to that, you know? Like, listen, I really like the idea of this film, right? The idea, you know, in a excavation and a troll and just all of that jazz. So you're like, ooh, that could be fun. That could be good. There's a great story here. It's just when you try and add in this awful humor, right? And you, you add in these weird kind of notions and conceits. That's where it gets hokey for me, right? And it's like there's a bit where the troll's coming and there's this old couple in the house. And first of all, the dog is going crazy and they're not batting an eye, right? Where you kind of think, Okay, in somewhere like this, your farm, I think they've got sheep or something, right? You'd think if the dog's going insane, maybe we need to go and shoo something away from the sheep, right? Because the dog's chained up, so it's not like it's going to do it. And then everything starts shaking, and they're continuing to sit. And you're just like, mm, no. I, I, I feel they're going to get up. They're going outside. They're, look, they're not just going to fucking sit at their dining table. This it, is stupid. It's stupid. All right? So we have that, which is just like, Urgh. you know, there's, there's just a lot of, like, the whole hacking situation, right? I'm like, if you're hacking something... You're gonna be super dis you you're gonna be super discreet. Like the thing you're doing is crazy. It's illegal. You could get thrown in jail. You're not doing it mad open as we see it here. It is it's just like what? I like you knew it was gonna happen. That's the thing. But it's just, yeah, it's just come on now. They're not doing it like that. Or you've got another screen you know, on the ready, so you can toggle through, so if anyone comes, you'll be like, boom, boom. oh yeah, no, I'm just looking at this Excel sheet, you know, fuck, gotta do it for fucking Stevens, you know how crazy Stevens is, that's how it would be, you know what I mean, 
So you, you have these things in this film that just don't make any sense, right? Don't make, like, you know when this person's going to get killed. It's kind of obvious, and you know, right? It'd be like, oh, everyone thinks they're this, but you, obviously all the things they've been saying is going to be turn out to be true, right? And ain't going to lie, felt bad for the troll. Ain't the troll's fault. You know what I mean? Ain't the troll's fault, right? You're just like, oh, no, poor fucking troll. Right, the troll is the real hero in this piece. Humans, they're the bad ones, right? There's a bit towards the end where it's just like, jump out the car. I didn't understand that because it's not putting someone in safety. You know what I mean? We see, like, we see them jump out of the car and then they're nearly getting, and you're just like, wait, why were they told to jump out? Like, what the fuck? There's no plan. The planning seems to be null and void, right? Because you're like, okay, if this idea, for it to work, this thing needs to be in place, right? Surely... You're not going to start your bit until you know they're in place. You've got a phone. You've already called them. So why wouldn't you be like, okay, should we start? Be like, oh, give us 10 minutes. That's what you think. It makes no sense to do it the way we see it getting done. And there's no explanation for this stuff. It's just like, oh, how can we make it more intense? Let's do this. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Listen, if you want an just a silly, action-y kind of flick, then Troll is that film for you. You don't have to think. It's stupid. There's a, you know, there's some, there's some fun action, right? You do get thrown. Like, you're like... There's certain scenes where the troll is obviously CGI. I mean, obviously it's CGI. <laughs> they didn't get a real troll in for it. But there's some that there's some parts of the special expert work really well, you know? Like the eye opening and just yeah, there's some you're just like, oh, that's really good. Some mm, not so much. I think the dubbing is a bit off. Right, even I noticed this. There's times when someone's and you'll hear the voice and be like, ah, oh, Stevens, blah, 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 blah. And the mouth has already been, you know, stopped moving for the last few seconds. And it's just like, <laughs> they didn't line that up. <laughs> and if I can see that shit, it's bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, listen, Troll is on Netflix. If you, if you want, something mindless this could be for you right but mm, story-wise it feels like it's all over the place so don't be expecting a lord of the rings type of thing you feel me but you know i it, it will work for people right but yeah not just not everyone just not everyone but it's on netflix people Enjoy.
Okay, people, and we bring it home this week with the new short film, The Owl. Okay, so London Flair have been really hitting me up with some good stuff lately. And uh, yeah, they just passed to me a new short film from director Harry Brandrick. Brandrick? I feel that's how you say it. He actually wrote and directed this piece. It's called The Out. Okay. So, um, yeah, the film is, as I said, written, directed by Harry. He also produces the film along with Jack Wright. It is executive produced by Grace Bridger, Catherine Crowell, uh, Rory Daniels and Tom Ringsby. Kaya Fern Little handles the cinematography. Harry also edits the film. Louise Collins did the casting. Production design is Kingsley Gills. Um, or Giles. Uh, it can be pronounced different ways, I feel. Uh, Laura Valjo handles uh, the makeup and our cast well Alan Mustafa plays Liam um, Kimberly Okie plays his ex Jade Savannah Skinner Henry plays their daughter Sophia and Jamie Christopherson plays his friend Marcus. Okay, so the gist of the film is this. The Out follows Liam, a 35-year-old recovering heroin addict, as he looks after his young daughter for the first time since being out of prison and getting clean. These 24 hours see Liam piecing together the fragments of his life after prison and his complicated journey to recovery. So yeah, that's uh, that's what this is. Now we do have a director's statement, right? So this is what Harry has to say. My dad was a heroin addict for most of his life and spent time in and out of prison. When he died in late 2018, I found myself reflecting on stories and memories from my childhood. As a storyteller and filmmaker, my own personal history is always the starting point of any idea, as I feel that it's personal stories that connect with audiences in the most impactful way. However, it's possible to use the personal as a vehicle to explore or comment on wider social issues. This is the kind of cinema that I connect with as a viewer and the kind of cinema I want to make, a combination of the personal and subtly political. Years of austerity have seen public services stretch to breaking point, and those who rely on them have had to endure years of suffering. The benefit scrounger or chab narrative perpetuated by the media has been successful in, dehuman in dehumanizing the vulnerable. People like the film's two main characters, Liam and Marcus, I want to make a film that's poetic, 
man nuanced and hopeful as well as truthful and respectful to the real life struggles people face we're starting to see perspective progressive drug policies in other countries but in the UK we still criminalize addiction when at its root it's a social psychological issue so yes I mean I think the laws on marijuana right weed I think they've been relaxed slightly it's still illegal but chances of getting arrested is um yeah, it's not as much that anymore. Heroin, heroin's a tricky one. You know what I mean? I, I like, I can definitely see the argument to legalize all drugs, right? But I think when it comes to the hard stuff like heroin, that's where you get that sticking point where people will push back on the notion of, you know, but yeah, this, this film, like it opens up and we have Liam go to a cupboard, right. And he opens it up and it's full of like, um, you know, the methadine, right. Methadine. I think they used to, uh, help heroin addicts. So it, it, it's full of that. So, you know, okay. Yeah he's been on some tough stuff right and then he um scratches his leg and his trousers come up and you see the prison tag thing on it and so yeah just through those things you understand that he's getting off drugs right and he's been in trouble with the law we don't know necessarily what that trouble is or, you know, what the situation is, but we know he's been in trouble, right? And there's this nervous energy about Liam, you know? So, um, yeah, he talks to, we see him talk, standing outside, talking to a neighbor. And then when you see a woman and a little kid coming, you'll be like, okay. Right. And you kind of you understand, right, where that nervous energy is coming from. So I think Abby does a good job because you can see, right, this is a it's not a high budget here, right? Minimal locations, but he utilizes those locations well. You know? Um, there's times when you we see them go and leave the flat, but it's cut in a way so you know what I mean? We, we have them coming back or we have them going. You know, it's utilizing the space so we understand that, yeah, a trip has been made. You know what I mean? Then it's just utilizing things like the balcony and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it's, it's handled very well in that regard. And as I said, you can feel that tension, right? That anxiety that Liam is obviously facing because, you know, as in the description, right, he's saying this is the first time he's seeing his kid. And you have to say, it was very civil between him and Jade. You know what I mean? Um, but you can see there's a little hesitancy there 
you know, that was handled really well. Actors did, you know, they they relayed the emotions in that scene extremely well, you know? And then you've got little Sophia, right, who, yeah, you know, performances from little kids can be very up and down, but this is very tempered, you know what I mean? We, we have her... You know, there's a, it was a very nice scene where she like lays a hand on um, Liam's shoulder, right after something that's gone down, and and it's just these little, it's the nuance of the thing, right? There's these little subtle touches that Harry throws in there that, yeah, let the viewer connect with this emotionally. You know, I mean, you do wonder what Liam's thinking. Because, like, the whole Marcus, you, you, you know what the fuck's going to happen there. You know what's going to happen. It's just like, yo, Liam, what are you doing, man? Like, come on now. This is this not going to be a good situation. But, again, you know, Mark, like, um, Marcus, that, that situation is done well because, like, Christopherson, he, he lets us in on this this guy Marcus who is clearly like you know just watching just the way he is right that nervousness that weird pent-up energy you you know he's on something right you you know he's jonesing right and so the interaction between him and Mustafa yeah again that that's handled very well. Now, there are a few occasions where the conversation, the script feels a little bit, you know, stunted, you know, the, the flow of things doesn't quite work. But I will say for the most part, this, you know what I mean? It, it relays the story very well. You know, we don't necessarily get all the information that's in the synopsis. So we don't really know, okay, he's just out of jail. Right? We don't really know he's, how you know, how long he's been off heroin. Right? Or how long he's been in jail. Because, yes, he's not taking heroin in jail. You know what I mean? So how long was he in for? Like we don't necessarily know. We know he's been in because Marcus references not going to visit. So it, it was some sort of stretch, but we don't necessarily know how long. So there is a few things which may help with the story, but what we do get, we can ascertain a lot, right? We can ascertain a lot. We can see that he's trying to get his life back together. He's trying to make these right steps. Things aren't perfect. Aren't perfect, but he, he's trying. So, yeah, this, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely powerful. Right? Definitely powerful. And I think Harry is able to convey a lot of the stuff that he mentions in his statement. You know, there's, there's obviously things, because we don't, as I said, we don't know why Leon went to jail. We don't know 
you know, Marcus's full situation, you know, how is he trying to get off drugs and just all of this. So the perception of them, it is a little tricky, you know, and we don't really, there is nothing on the public services, right? So we don't know the difficulty they may have faced in that regard. But everything else, I think Harry does a very good job. The cast do a very good job. You know, cinematography, costume, like all of that handled really well. It, 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 it creates a vibe. Creates a vibe. You understand. You feel it. You are emotionally connected. So people... If you get an opportunity, definitely check out the out. Yeah, just under 15 minutes. So, hey, you'll have time. You'll have time. And it is just another demonstration of some of the very rich short films that um, have been hitting us this year. So, uh, yes, the out. <laughs> Okay, people, so as we bring part one to a close, let's take a quick look and see what's happening in the world of film. Okay, so if you are a fan of Gerard Butler, you will be happy to know that his new film, Plane, is coming to you earlier than expected. Okay. So, um, yeah, this film is directed by Jean Francis Rickett. Okay, it is written by Charles Cumming and JP Davis. It's brought to us by Lionsgate, and it was originally planned for the 27th of January, but it's coming on the 13th. So, in this new film, um, Butler plays a guy called Brody Torrance, a pilot who saves his passengers from a lightning strike by making a risky landing on a war-torn island. When most of the passengers are taken hostage by dangerous rebels, the only person Torrance can count on for help is Louise Gaspar, an accused murderer who was being transported by the FBI. In order to rescue the passengers, Torrance will need Gaspar's help and will learn there's more to Gaspar than beats the eye. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it sounds ludicrous, but it's probably going to be jam-packed with action. So bring it on. <laughs> Woo! All right, people. So, um, if you're a fan of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, right, and their collaborations, you might want to know that they have started a new production company called Artists Equity. Bit of a pretentious name, but hey ho. Now, what they are saying is, it, their goal is to make quality commercial films for streaming, right, which 
yeah, you know, that's all fine. The the thing I find a little amusing about it, right, is they're saying, you know, a lot of the streaming models don't work. They're making too many films. And how can you guarantee that 30 films are all going to be good? Which, you know, you I feel you run, you know what I mean, that balancing line making anything, right? But them saying they're just going to make a smaller number of films, right so i think they're saying they're looking to oh what was it i think that like make 10 films um in the you know i mean each year right something like that now the thing is though um no so five each year but in the first year they make three right but again how many like how do they know those films are going to be good right I, I think most people will look at a script and go this is a good script they're not like this looks shit but we're gonna make it you know what i mean there's so many times when like a film is supposedly on the blacklist right and it gets made and it's not very good so it, i i think it doesn't really matter how many films you're making each year any of those films can be turkeys but we'll see what happens you know what i mean I, I think the more production companies it benefits creatives you know what i mean so let's see so um yeah kiki palmer her new film moxie right where she stars as a foul mouth stripper um who joins the fbi <laughs> Right, Amazon have just picked up the uh, streaming rights to that. No word on when it will be dropping, but it will be dropping on Amazon. Okay. Um, and then, right, John Wick 4 is coming, but so is Ballerina. And we've just had so much, like, news on who is coming and appearing in ballerina and another wick favorite has signed up right so um lance redrick's sharon you know what i mean the concierge from the continental he's gonna be coming into ballerina and i think sharon really played a big part in john wick three so yeah I think people want to know more, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that for sure. And let's end with this, right? So um, we know that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is getting a sequel. And now we know that the um, main focus of this sequel, the leader of the Spider-Gang, will be Miguel O'Hara. You go, Miguel O'Hara? Who the fuck be that? I will tell you, motherfuckers, it's Spider-Man 2099. That's who that is. So, um, yeah, I think, um, you know what I mean? It was just a mini-series back in the day, but it was so popular that I think he's got an ongoing right now, right? Uh, he's voiced by Oscar Isaacs, so, uh, yeah, he showed up at the very end of Into the Spider-Verse. So, um, you know, 
I think this is definitely a hotly anticipated film, but we gotta wait till the second of friggin' June. But uh, yeah, that's coming. All right, people, I think we are done with part one, but it's a four-parter, so there's three more to check. So make sure you do that. You know what I mean? Share with your peoples. We will see you in part two. All right? Peace.